welcome back to the Skin Tilt Podcast. Uh, today's a very, very special episode. Obviously, it's it's a wee bit late, uh, one day late. Uh, my apologies. Because Darren was away and the replacement that we had, or I had lined up, uh, decided uh, against uh, watching the match for some reason or another. So thank you very much, Sean. But I would like to say a very warm welcome and a big thank you to uh, Skint Hill listener and uh, former Jungle Side Boy stalwart Mark McCarran. Mark, welcome along to the podcast. Woo! <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, great to be here. Long time listener, first time contributor. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, here we go already. Uh, so, Mark, we had a derby on Friday night. Did we? Well, there there was a match played on on Friday night. Uh, there were there were two teams playing. One of them did claim to be uh, Derry City. Uh, the other one uh, was not. We drew two each with Harps yet again. What the fuck? Uh, not good enough, is it? No, um, it's 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 really not. We've uh, thrown away a lead again. Yeah, a, we did. In a game, we did. So. Um, I've been watching them in their past couple of performances because I've had nothing better to be doing with my time. Uh, and I've noticed that they just play that one specific style of... I wouldn't even call it hoofball. Because it's, it's an insult to hoofball, never mind football. Um, they they just they scored a, a sneaky goal. Two two sneaky know, goals. Two I think goals. um, and they sit back. I think this year they actually have a a few players that can knock the ball about, and they still don't. Yeah. Um, Shane McElhaney has got probably the best feet I have ever seen. Yet the man is is doomed to, to hoof the ball back and forth. He's like mastered the Cruyff turn, and that's all he does now. <laughs> Every time, I don't know but how he, strikers don't read it. Yeah, but he's he's good at it though. He's good at it though. Um, look, through I don't know if it was through sheer luck or whatever. Uh, but I mean, the the opener we scored the junior school. Was, was absolutely fantastic as they say he, he scored a, a, a great goal good so header yeah. he got up some height um, certain man back in Manchester that sort of gets up them heights like yeah yeah uh, what do you call him the window cleaner <laughs> he's up and down the ladder so, uh, I, well, I, I don't know if uh, <laughs> I'm too uh, open to comparing Junior to Cristiano Ronaldo, but okay, okay. Uh, but no, it was, it was a great header to be fair. And then uh, we sat back. We do it a lot when we go go on up. Yeah, I, I'm not appreciative of it in any way, shape, or form. And their their equaliser uh, down the far end of the pitch from me, but same. Did he mean it? Not like a cross. I no, know. Of course, he didn't fucking mean it. Guard side dropped two crosses or flapped the two crosses beforehand and it, I think it was him your man yep. must have twice so yeah I thought he was just firing on another cross very disappointed in Jason's performance Nathish um, be, be prepared for a lot of this by the way McCarran <laughs> I, I don't get the Jason reference but I laugh along you know fair enough uh, I suppose he just had to be there in the group chat that you were once a part of and then left. Probably still in it, it's just probably mute. 
I've, I must actually check that out. Although I do think you've been excommunicated. Uh, who kicked me out? Like, uh, I'm blaming Andrew O'Donnell. Um, but anywho, they they get back to the the game. Your man Musto. Oh, that's anywho number one. Thank you very much, Mark. Dick. I wasn't going to say it. I just <laughs> mimed it. Like he just pointed out that yes, uh, it's it's anywho number one uh, of the of the evening. Um, by the way, we've we've changed their surroundings from uh, my living room to the the Derry City Social Club, where it all began for the Skint Hill podcast. If uh, any uh, Skint Hill historians are are listening this evening, uh, <laughs> so you might hear the occasional thudding of uh, the weights from the gym being thrown on the floor uh, by inconsiderate uh, muscle heads. So apologies for that. Uh, but most of his goal, he was given all the time and space in the world. They, they put that cross and uh, he just wasn't closed down. We were inviting Harps on stupidly for, for some unknown reason. I don't know if that's part of their game plan, make it look as if they can't actually play football. Even though, you know, they can't. Um, and then pull two absolute shocking goals out of their arses. Aye. No, I mean, this is going to make me sound like an absolute anorak, but I watched a bit of the game on LOI TV after the actual game. Right, okay. Uh, I do it quite often. Um, seen less on the LOI TV stream than I did from down the other end of the pitch. <laughs> right. But I think it was uh, McGlynn. Garth McGlynn was on co-coms. Okay. He said... He was pointing out how Derry were sort of sitting and letting Harps have the ball to try and bring them out a wee bit mm-hmm. so they can get onto them. Which makes sense to a degree, but if it's a derby game, you want to just fucking dominate it, like, don't you? Yeah, you want to put them to the sword. Uh, another thing that caught my eye on, on Friday uh, in the build-up to the game, um, normally we would put the... I would put the... I would put the story up. Thank you, Darren. Cheers, uh, Darren. <sighs> Uh, I would put the story up asking the question. This week I didn't do it because I just had that much on. Like, I literally finished that uh, Barry Malloy interview like an hour before kickoff. <laughs> uh, so he's around for a treat there. Um, but I noticed that the photo that I would have shared, the one that the club were putting up on the page or on their, their social feeds, said the word rivalry on it and and that word especially when it comes to playing against these sheep shagging bastards really really frustrates the life out of me we have never had a rivalry with with Emmons never we fucking do this season no fuck me no I heard you ranting about that the last uh, episode I think it was as well it wasn't a rant I know it was yeah Yeah. Um, in order to rival somebody you have to mirror their success They've won two trophies in their existence. Two, uh, two? That's two more than I knew about, didn't I? Well, well, no, there was that FAI Cup that they won in the 70s. What's that's the other one, the fucking... The Ulster Tire Cup or something. I was to say that no, one. I think it was Mitchell the, and Shield or something. <laughs> the first division. I'm counting it because we won it in 2010. And we would count it. Uh, I remember that uh, night a, a young uh, Mark McCarn uh, bow-tied uh, with no top on. Uh, sprinting across the the pitch. That's what I'm wearing now. <laughs> it's just me. I just dress as party boy from Jackass twenty four seven. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, so that's us getting cancelled. Um, we've never had a rivalry, but 
we never will have a rivalry with them because I mean we're just going to leave them in the dust as soon as this uh, two billion settles in the the bank account of uh, Derry City Football Club. I um I I don't think I've just through missing games by sheer coincidence under the Kenny Shades era up until the FAI Cup game. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Finn Harps beat Derry City competitively in a game in the flesh. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I've heard about these things in in bygone days from. You know players that may have played in the game, um, but I, I I was never there to. I'm in the same boat as you. I've never been ex- ex- on the receiving end, even in preseason friendlies and everything. I think I seen one preseason friendly and Gallagher, the role keeper, is it James Gallagher or something like that. Yeah, he he saved a penalty. I think it went like one each at full time and straight to penalties because it was pre-season and he saved a penalty to win it for them um. oh I'm a liar I remember that actually yeah we went down and uh, let's say we, we got transport down I remember that now but even then like th- th- it was some sort of like pre-season cup like the the, the game we play against Stuart what, uh, what cup's that again Billy McKee is it Billy Key yeah. Billy Key <laughs> I don't know if it's if I, I don't actually know if it is McKee or Key, and I think it is Key. So yeah, I they were celebrating it like it was the European fucking cup they just won. I remember that vividly now. Because uh, back then they didn't beat us at all. Yeah, ever. That, that's how fucking tin pot they are. Like, so how why why are people insisting that we have some sort of rivalry with uh, uh, cousin kissing cheap shagging bastard at Bali Buffet? Should you not mind when they thought they stopped us from going up? In the first division, in the yeah. Brandywell, they celebrated that draw. Yeah. And I think it was Mark Farn actually, in this very building. The mm. next night when we were celebrating, actually going up, he was fuming still at the celebrations from the Harps players and, and staff. Yeah, kind of sad. In mm. fact, very sad. But th- again, that's just how Tim Pot they are. So please, please, I implore of you, Derry City Football Club and, and the wider fan base of... Can you please stop referring to the Northwest Derby as a rivalry? Fuck me. We've won more league trophies than they've won fucking titles or trophies at all. We've won about as many trebles as they've won trophies. Well, yeah, there you go. So, to get back to the game. <laughs> Second half got underway. Uh, we let Harps do all the dominating. We had one attack. It broke down. They caught us on the counter. And the flukiest goal um, I've seen in recent years was scored. Aye, Ryan Rainey yeah. scored it. Um, and once again, ran straight over to Derry fans and celebrated as if he's just won the <coughs> fucking World Cup last. Like, seriously. Your ambition is they survive. To me, I was pretty on that. That's where I stand. And that's dead level. Mm-hmm. It looked like Toll just lost him. Yeah. And he had quite a bit of space to get a shot away. Kind of scuffed it when I'm yeah. behind, behind him, sort of far post. Yeah. See, I've had this I had this conversation with Barry Malloy. Thunley Veiled, I had a conversation with Barry Malloy in the car on the way over to, to the, the the podcast and interview that's coming on Friday. And I, I, I mentioned, because he was saying about how fucking amazing Owen Toll's been and how solid the defence has been. I, I mentioned to him that, do you know what, this, this past... 10 games maybe they just haven't been as solid as as what they once were and it's 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 annoying 
Um, this all in fact all season long, I've I've noticed that there's just something not not right. There's something a wee bit missing. When see when you say that, I don't want to stick the boot in on guard side, but it seems like if our defenders make a mistake, mm-hmm. we're going to be punished with a goal. Yeah. Um, whereas sometimes you might get away with it if you have a, a you know a safe pair of hands. I'm not saying he's not a safe pair of hands. Yeah. But if not you had a safe pair of hands in there, yeah, you might get away with letting a, a defender sort of get a- away from you in the box or something like that. You know. No, I get it. I had this conversation with um, the Gary Beckett Supporters Club, and I was sort of jokingly saying that I would take Jared back over guard side. And then put up a photo of Paul Gerrard that played for oh. Everton. I was and just about to say Gerrard who? Yeah. Um, but you love me for that. I think. I I think we just we we need an experienced keeper, and unfortunately Nathan Jason just isn't that. Who who do you bring in though? Fucking Peter Cheney. Jesus Christ. I think he's starting for Dundalk tonight. Oh. Um, you mean last night? Wink. Last night, <laughs> I won't be able to keep up with that. Yeah, no, we find it difficult ourselves, Mark, so don't be worrying about it. Um, no, it's Peter Cherry. Jeez, he had his moments as well, as experienced as he was. His moments? The only moments that he had were the... the the good solid moments and between mm. the fucking mistakes upon mistakes upon mistakes Peter Terry was not a good goalkeeper for us he might have been for Dundalk about 10 years ago but hey, no uh, what's Gary Rogers at with himself other than wearing dodgy jumpers on TV God, he was looking for another year I think at Dundalk they wouldn't give it to him um, I what's Gregory <laughs> uh, any chance you fancy Bringing that man back for even for six months, I think he just needs to learn at a, at the feet of a decent goalkeeper, because he was learning at the feet of Peter Cherry for the past what two years, three years. Was he not under Jared Doherty at any stage? No. Uh, if he was, it was at very very lower level. Like we had Sean Patton and that in before, um, Gartside. Um, we did have somebody else on, but it wasn't Gartside. But now you're testing my knowledge here, Mark, because that was, that was, what, 2000 2016, 2017? The Kenny Shades era could have been fucking anyone. Yeah. No, I remember now, because he gave the jersey over to fucking Ryan Hallsworth. Frank Grimes, Eric Grimes. Remember him? No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking exactly. I don't. I don't. We, we signed them from Cork. Never, uh, heard, never heard of him. I didn't think there would be a Derry player that I'd never heard of. Don't think he actually he made a a performance because um, <coughs> even in the cup games, <laughs> I think we went with like the reserve keeper. <laughs> he must be good. What then. the fuck? Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, Eric Grimes was was one. Um, the there was different goalkeepers ahead of of Gartay when. Um, Jerry was number one, so that's Nathan Gardside trying to get on this now. <laughs> Punch your heads on. Can't blame him. Like he's Jesus. No, look, he he has he's had good games, but it just seems that if if our defense is breached in any way, it's mm-hmm. a goal. It almost seems that way. Like, don't get me wrong. Some games he's put <clears> on <throat> stellar performances, and the saves that he's made have have been crucial. Um, for example, Sligo Rovers. 
uh, down there at the showgrounds when we won 2 1. Played a blinder. Played an absolute blinder. Um, but then there's other games where it's like, what the fuck is this? And it just so happened to be that every game we've played against Chief Shaggers United, it, it, it appears to be one of them games. Harps go 2 1 up at the Brandywell again. Mm-hmm. They went straight on the park the tractor mode, but they went on the park the tractor mode straight after fucking the equalizer as well. Uh, they was just trying to catch us on the counter, and they did it to absolute perfection. Um, I, I don't want to say he's a football genius, but Ollie Horgan played it to to perfection, and he has done uh, against us every game this season, and against every fucking team they played this season. Shamrock Rovers, they beat them on uh, the Monday night, was it? Same again. Well, they were beat Monday night past there. Yes, they were they were beat Monday night this week by by both. <laughs> by the way, the absolute tears in their eyes. It's just beautiful to me. You you didn't see the the game, no? Did you? I watched it. I it was. So uh, did I. They, yeah. they have gotten the hun to complain about. No, um, it was it was well within the laws of the game. Uh, the the goal was perfectly legal. Uh, whether they fucking like it or not, so get it off your harps. Uh, he was onside. Go back to the game on Friday. Yeah. We're two on down. Couple of subs. Yeah. Harry comes on. Harry, Harry, whatever you call him. Uh, yeah, McGonagall, I thought. McGonagall's just directness is what we needed the whole game. Yeah. You just get the fucking ball and shoot. And he did. But that shot that he... He was 3-1 on one against the keeper. Uh, that was and a he put one. it straight fucking at him. He was at an angle before that and come up with a better shot and fucking like, what's his face in the net? He he come up with a wonder save at one stage. See if he had a, if he had a dinked it wide, like put it around the keeper, tried to bend it on, put it wide. I'd have been okay with that. Right? See if he had to put it across the keeper and put it wide. I'd have been okay with that. But he put it directly up his fucking throat. I mean uh, it's not to say that um, we were shit throughout the course of the game. Um, it's it it isn't to say we were shit throughout the course of the game. We we, we did play well. We did play well. We done an awful lot of the attacking. Uh, we did have opportunities to score. We were very unlucky for an awful lot of them. Um, there was one I think it might have been McGonagall again or might have been Thompson, but just past the post in the second half. Um, it was you know it was very tight going. Um, I think, it, looking at the stats after the game, Harps had three shots. Yeah. Um, well, three on target, and one of those potentially was a cross. Mm-hmm. Derry had ten, ten shots on target. Mm. You have to be scoring more than two goals with ten shots on target. like. Pathetic. I've said it for um, quite some time from the beginning of the podcast, we need a clinical finisher. We thought we were getting that in David Parkhouse, and obviously just it wasn't the V, and uh, no well feeling uh, towards the lad. Like he, he gave it a he gave it a go. He wasn't playing in a system that, that I thought suited him. Um, but I mean, we haven't had a clinical striker, a clinical finisher since Rory Patterson. Tell me I'm wrong. The great commentator Rory Patterson. Yeah. Uh, so that's Mark McCarran says that Rory uh, it wasn't me I I don't think he knows me so I should be alright yeah. he had Dex some night out the town not know who it was 
No, I I love Drew Paris when he was with Derry. Yeah, I actually very, remember very you were good. you were tightening him from his FC United from his FC United days. days I was scoring for fun. Yeah, it's like we need this lad, and it just it was never never happening. But then again, he, he did end up playing international football. So I mean, he played a I think he played an FC United Legends game recently as well. Did he? Uh. <laughs> Fantastic. Anywho, the uh, the equaliser didn't come without controversy. Controversy. Controversy, whatever way you want to call it. Uh, can I say that Joe Thompson gone? Yes, with an absolute bullet. Yes, Mark, absolutely. I love that it's it's now it's coming into normal normality. It's normalized. Joe Thompson gone. Uh, there's uh, not many. I don't think there's many people now that you'd want the ball to fall to. Yeah, at that time, uh, uh, unless it was Ronan Boyce, and, and he'd just fucking ping it like. Yeah, because you know the whole Sligo Rovers last last minute. Anywho, to tell a story, I was uh, I was working on the seven twenty on Friday after the game, so parked the car like outside the the gates on the Brandywell Road, and uh, was making my way back towards the car with like five ten minutes to go because I'm like fuck this, I'm I'm not watching, I'm not sticking around to watch them cunts uh, parade their invisible trophy around the Brandywell, you tin pot wankers, and I ended up somehow standing behind the. I'm surprised they have one, but they're video analyst, the performance analyst. For them? For them, because uh, he was head to toe wearing their fucking tracksuit. His neck like, must be sore. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of them uh, them braces that, that comes on a wheel that just sort of sticks behind your neck just to keep <laughs> you, you know, looking. Uh, anywho, that's number two. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're well past two there. Are we? Somebody come back with an any who count there, please. That doesn't count, because I was asking for the count. Uh, right. Stand behind him, and the absolute fume that came off that boy whenever Joe Thompson gone rattled into the back of the net. You could see it coming. You could see that there was a goal coming. Um, and it, it, I love you, Joe. And, and, and please never leave us. Um, but I like he was absolutely fucking raging. What happened then? Talk me through it, Mark. I don't know. Like opposite Neil end, Doyle doesn't fucking know. No, opposite end to where I'm from, just not like a scuffle. But I'm celebrating the equaliser. Um, so I, I catch in the, the face of, of some unsuspecting cheap shagging cousin touching person that was it was standing. I some OAP farmers. Yeah, essentially, get it up, he's. Um No, I, I didn't see two red cards. Maybe a couple of yellows for acting in Egypt, but I didn't see like there were no punches thrown or anything. I, I did see a red card, and it, the, for who the keeper that they get sent off was Gimler? was a, a justifiable red. Like he steamed through his, not hands but fists. They push. Um, Even then, Derby game. Yeah, but just it's, stick it's, a yellow on him and tell him because he's only fucking getting another yellow. I know he's wasting time. Yeah. At the end of the day, reds are red, um, and that was a red. But Neil Doyle, um, who was chatting to the linesman, and I don't know what contact lenses the linesman had on, but how the fuck he seen another red card there? No idea. I think it was the the lino that gave both of them. 
Yeah. Oh no, he did. Because yeah. Neil Doyle was fucking walking all around our our half looking for Joe Thompson because he hadn't a clue who he was sending off. Yeah. But no, it's the the thing then with me like I I don't mind Neil Doyle refing our games because he does that a lot. Play on. He's not always yeah. on the whistle. Mm. But he didn't seem to play any time after. No, that he whole thing was about seven or eight minutes. Easy, and Easy. then I um, think they played, and it was the eighty ninth minute or halfway through the eighty ninth minute that we mm-hmm. scored, and I think he played about two minutes after. There was six minutes added on. The goal itself, I think, came after the ninetieth minute mark. Eighty nine uh, thirty, I think, was on the clock, but that was on LOI TV. All right, okay. their clock yeah. sometimes can be Fuck a bit dodgy. Yeah. Not um, as dodgy as the picture on the screen, but a bit dodgy. Do you know what? I'm I'm gonna look up the official timing on the the club's Twitter feed. But anyway, the uh the goal itself, there were six minutes added on. Six minutes of additional time. Um he didn't play six minutes of additional time, he played about a minute. Thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, two, two minutes max, I'd say, after the restart from the goal. Yeah. Um, if I dare say, if we had have had any sort of meaningful attack, we'd have won that game, and justifiably so, because we were all over the top of them. Aye, and they had fucking John Dunleavy in nets. Is that who was that? We didn't even get a shot on target against him. <laughs> Aye, it was John Dunleavy. Um, I think he got a bad injury last night again. The most unlucky he man did. on the planet with injuries. He did. But... I, again, I was watching that. It wasn't to say it was a bad tackle. It was a hard tackle by him, and he ended up mm. coming off worse. So, hey, unlucky lad. Uh, <laughs> I love that Derry City tweeted Thompson's late bullet endorsing Joe Thompson gun. That's definitely a nod to Joe Thompson gun. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it was the 90th minute he, he scored in. Like, McGonagall was doing absolutely everything in his power to keep Derry City out on, on Friday, and he did. McGinley. McGinley, whatever. He did. Uh, he had a fucking, probably the best game of his life. Mm-hmm. If you look at it on LOI TV, I think there's, there's no more than two minutes played yeah. after the, the restart. Yeah. Um, Big, like, Big Higgsy got a booking as well in did, the first yeah. half. Forgot to mention that. He also got booked last night for running on the fucking pitch. Did he get booked last yeah. night? That's man's lunatic. Um, I think they're afraid to send Horgan off now. I, I don't it, understand it, why. It just brings the ref under scrutiny now if he gets sent off because he's been sent off about 20 times. Yeah, if if anything, he should be <clears> brought before, you know, the uh, disciplinary committee or panel, whatever it is, and uh, made to explain himself. Because how many fucking times he's going to be sent off in a season? Were you in Finn Park for the no. FAI Cup game? I refused to give money to Sheep Shaggers. He ended up, Ollie Horgan, that has ended up somehow in the away end. Uh, I think he was using the bogs or something, but he didn't need to. Yeah, no, he was at it. And then he was so <laughs> no, he was in the fucking the media tower. That's where he watches the games and he shouts. I, I, I realised this from the last time I was down there. It was years ago, and he was also sent off. Mm. I think it might have been a league cup game, you know. And uh, he was he was in the fucking the technical tower shouting down. And I was like, where, where the fuck's this this coming from? Surely it's not one of the drive one hundred five presenters shouting down it. At, at, at them sheep shaggers and telling them how to play football Liam Coyle most definitely not that man fucking um, hates harps but no I don't think he'll ever go back and yeah. do a, a crowd of city fans again no no I've seen some of the photos <laughs> I think someone what? might still have his shorts <laughs> <laughs> fuck 
fucking amazing. By the way, I just like to point out that, that what I was saying there when Mark started speaking over the top of me was Liam Coyle hates harps more than I do, and that's fucking saying something. Don't we all? Well, no, apparently not. At Rory Quigley. Ball bag. Stick you to your trains. Anywho, I'm assuming, four. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's 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 four, so I'm just going to give it the old cricket uh, boundary. Um, Mark, in Darren's absence, could you please give me the teams? Aye, so obviously been practising this all evening. Thank you. So here we go. In Nets, we had Guardside. Nathan, Jason. There you go. Uh, Lafferty, Cole, McJanet, Toll, Boyce, forming a back five. Joe Thompson, Gunn. Yes. Harkin, Evan McLaughlin, Junior O'Giddy Zogwe, and Lord Hamas Akintundi. <laughs> There you are, Darren. You got your Lord Hamas on. That's your uh, your first eleven: Subs, Lemonian, Fitzgerald, McGonigal, George Story. It's on the bench. Didn't know right. that. Right. There you go. Uh, Darren Cole, Bastian Harry, Porter, Malone, and Ferry. Deadly. Um, congratulations on on your first uh, team call, and congratulations on getting Lemonian's name right. That's something that I think Darren struggled with for the first six months of the podcast. Um. So we played five at the back. Uh, I just want to point out that on the app I was using to look up the scores, right? And I don't know if you have it or not. Uh, live score. Uh, it has now. This is the the back four that they reckon we played. Danny Lafferty at right back. Yeah, Kieran Cole, uh, Ronan Boyce, and Cameron McDonald at centre half, and Owen Toll at left back. Jackie right wing, Evan McLaughlin in the middle, and Joe Thompson going on the left. Lord Hamez, uh and Junior up top, uh, two each. By the way, here, how many subs are we allowed? Still five, isn't it? Five, Is it? but in three occasions. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Well done, FAI. Um... <laughs> You don't hear that often on the uh, Scandal podcast. Yeah, no, that was that was kind of uh, just a wee touch of sarcasm, uh, in case you hadn't picked up on that. Holy fuck. What? You're allowed five subs, but on three occasions. So at some point during your, your three occasions, you have to make a double sub or two. Aye, if you want to use the five. Aye. You also get the uh, concussion sub now as well. I think the concussion subs are a very good idea. Um, blood sub is something possibly in the works. Although I can see many, many a, a player now doing the old rugby trick of bringing... Do you remember those blood tablet things that you're uh, not yet? Uh, uh. Or, or going the whole McFoley vibe and smashing themselves open just to get a... Bleeding, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring the, the wrestling knowledge in uh, Darren's absence here. <laughs> Shout out to The Undertaker, is something he would say, isn't it? <laughs> no, he's he's more CM Punk in that AEW crowd, or oh, whoever they are. He's alternative. So we drew to each way the Sheep Shaggers. Uh, Neil Doyle sent off uh, Joe Thompson gun for whatever reason. I believe we can actually appeal that for a case of mistaken identity. If... They feel that 
Joe Thompson gun didn't actually do anything. That's the only reason right. you can appeal a red is mistaken identity. How like how do you go about it though? Because the you can't you can't really see anything from the footage. Well, that's how you would go for mistaken identity. And they're not gonna they're not gonna take that LOI stream down either. See fuck all. Yeah, again. But it, that would be the FAI's proof or Neil Doyle's proof. You know what I mean? Um, and it would also prove that there is... I mean, how, how the fuck do you pick Joe Thompson out of that? Moving on, uh, there were some other games around the league. Everything was going fucking perfectly to plan for us bar the result in the Sligo showgrounds. Uh, around the rest of the league uh, this, on Friday night anyway and of course when we went 1-0 up we had that that hope that we were going to do a bit more in the league but anyway Mark take us through some of the results around the rest of the league please a uh, couple of shockers Friday night um, Sligo beat St. Patrick's Athletic 2-0 yeah that is shocking because their run of have, form has been have they won a game since that European no. exit. I think that's their first. It's it's been absolutely insane. How the fuck they are still sitting in third is uh, far beyond me. And their odds-on favourite, they beat Dundalk last night. Uh, result pending. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we can just uh, go ahead and say that. Yeah, we recorded this on <laughs> Tuesday, like so. Uh, so Champ Rovers two 0 against Waterford. I think Mark Bertram was complaining about refs after the game again. Mark Burcham loves to fucking complain about anything. Um, but I do believe that there was a bit of nonsense from the referee. I think it was uh, the ref gave a free kick on the edge of the box hmm. when a Waterford player slid in to try and block a shot and it come off his arm or something like that. And that was the controversy because they scored from the free kick. <sighs> and then we had... Another shock result, really. Drogheda 3, Bohemians 2. Again, yeah, because uh, Drogheda were on a, a very slippery slope. And um, Bose have been on an even fucking slippier one. Like, Dr- Drogheda were 3 nil up at one stage in that game. Yeah, I'd say that uh, the entire routine of heading the game at uh, Hunky Dory's Fantasia Land Park uh, was absolutely shiting themselves at the prospect of Bose equalising. See, Georgie Kelly scored uh, an 88th month penalty. There you go. The penalty king scored one last night as well up there. Um, Friday, right now, Friday, our result 2-2 with the not-rivals derby. Yeah, thank Um, you. Then, was it Saturday night? Longford beat... Dundalk 1-0 I think we're going to have to talk a wee bit about that you know. Is that even a shock? It, yeah Longford's only only other one this season came uh, against some 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 dairy silly team to be quite perfectly honest uh, they, they beat us in the first game of the season uh, down there um, We that was the worst dairy he's played this season yeah so Fair enough, but no, I think Longford have been performance-wise okay. Yeah, and re- well, just recently, not over the course of the season, they've been fucking push. But yeah, I noticed that any game they played against us, it's it's almost like a 
a cup final they're playing for survival uh, um, and it's it's probably because we are seen as a team that can be beat and then Dundalk like what what is going on I don't know but I'm just so happy <laughs> we, we're literally going to sign players from the first division next year by the looks of it <laughs> yeah we fucking are um Oh wow! A couple of sentences off in that game as well that were never red cards. Hand, hands, I, I seen that fifty-fifty. I, I don't know why. Like she makes great, great hats and 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 stuff, but um, I don't get that one. Do you, what? You you don't see the amount of people walking around the town with their hats that say Han on them. Oh, here. We star. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that one. That went over my head. That one. <laughs> Like one of Han's hats. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he was sent off for nothing. Literally, like I I seen the clip as they why he was sent off, and it's like, what the f- did he fucking say something? Does the referee squared up to him like he was bouncing in Waterloo Street? I uh, what the fuck? I'm on over here, Sunday have a word we. Aye, because like he, he literally slid in and done nothing, and then it was a good tackle too. Longford had two sent off. One was like, yeah. One was a professional foul, but it's a yellow card all day long. Cause way up in the opposite end of the pitch from their net, yeah, he just trips the player to stop the counter attack. Take your yellow, yeah, and he he fucking he goes straight red. The other one, two yellow cards, and I think Longford were even complaining about them as well. They scored right at the death of the first half. Perfect time to score right before half time, uh, and then just. I mean, it's not they say they don't talk at a shit team on because they had uh, your man Dummigan, Natastag, Cleary, Boyle, Jerkovskis, the Jerkov, skis, uh, Will Pashing, what a touch, um, Greg Sloggart, as he's been referred to in Derry, I don't know why, but Sloggart, uh, Stan Stanton, Steve Stanton, um, his love child, yeah, Steve's because obviously Steve Staunton and he's from County Louth as well um, did you see the goal? no Longford goal keeper fucked up I don't know if oh, he's wow. second choice or third choice he's only in yeah, the no, door yeah he is, he is. Um, Alessio Abibi is their number one Michael Duffy came on for a centre half half time he came on wasn't it? no 62nd was it? it? yeah do you know who's uh, on the bench and has a hard time uh, featuring for uh, <laughs> Longford one of Kenny Shields' signings, Connor Davis. Uh, or was he Deckey's? Deckey? Was it Deckey? Uh, Deckey's first Christ. season. Oh my god. He barely played for us. Yeah, well, he barely fucking plays for Longford. I think fucking David Grimes or whoever we were talking about earlier played more. And he didn't play fucking any. Um, but yeah, that. Uh, wow. That's a big fall from Grace there for the dog. They're in trouble. I see that Vinny or Peak Six were um, re-signing some fella that was previously let go. Uh, he was like, I don't know if he was chairman or something like that, but I've seen he's only coming in on a, an advisory role, so he won't be really doing yeah. much. He'll be just telling people that they've fucked up massively since he left. Absolutely. Is what? What's fantastic? Uh, Jim Magelton is he still there? Apparently so. Apparently so. Um, it's a case of Jim needs to be sacked rather than he's going to walk. And uh, Must be paying him well. Peak six don't want to 
pay him off that amount of money, so I think they are paying him well. Um, but for the amount of slabbering that they've done from the times we were holding up a banner, I think you were, were you there? I was there. Uh. We were holding up that banner saying saved and dock uh, to now. Uh, I, I will not be holding up any banners that say saved and dock. Fuck them. I'm, I'm so, so happy. Just for the, the ignorance of uh, some of their, their ball bag fans over the years slabbering about how successful they are constantly won a treble I um, a funny story about that I regret dipping my hand into the bucket after Darren Coyle and getting all his fucking coppers back out <laughs> two quid in coppers he threw in fuck's sake uh, that was a joke by the way yeah yeah uh, yeah I kind of worked that out because that man would never reach into his pocket for fucking anything uh, anyway, <laughs> that's number five or six. Uh, we're 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 we've lost count. Yeah, we have no game this week. Why is that? FAI Cup yeah. quarters. I think so. I think so. Have you looked uh, at the fixtures? No, I stopped looking at the fixtures and stopped giving a shit after we uh, went out. What? There's fucking Manuf Universities in there. Wexford's in there. Playing Pats. Shithole up the streets in there. Playing Hon Dock. Uh, Mondy Town. Uh, there must be a game then that I'm missing. UCD and Waterford. Can UCD? Yeah. It is. It's the quarterfinals. Oh, quarterfinals weekend in the FAI Cup. Pay attention, folks, because nobody gives a fuck. Uh, yeah. So there's four games. Bohemians are at home to Maynooth. Uh, Pats are at home to Wexford. UCD are at home to Waterford. And the Sheepshaggers are at home to... Dock. So, looking at the league now, we need for fourth is it to get the European spot? We would need Pats to mm. win it. Yeah, they've only won it once in fifty-eight years or something. They got. Yeah, um, and it just so happened that that once uh, uh, was was against us. So uh, thanks for that, Mark. Pre- appreciate it. Peter Hutton's Red White Army. Jesus Christ Almighty! I think we did actually touch on that in the podcast as well with Barry Malloy. Um, what about that Owl League table result pending between Stiger Rovers and Dundalk? Wouldn't it be greatest if Dundalk beat them tonight? Uh, well, there's uh, there's two. I mean, there's two sides to looking at it. Mm-hmm. So Dundalk. Do you want to see them battle out some fucking first division side? Treaty United putting them down? Or do you want City to get Europe without worrying about the cup? See, as hilarious as it would be... potentially go down. As hilarious as that would be, right? Uh, I would much rather we get the European football that we need. Um, and I know that Bogues have two games in handovers however they've only got one game in handovers because one of those games in hand is against us um, Sligo have a game in hand Dundalk have two games in hand it's still mathematically mathematically possible for Dundalk to go down the traditional way if Longford, if I don't know if, if that result on Friday night or Saturday night kicks off uh, a run of goals and and wins ideally not against us then Dundalk could actually go down because they're sitting on Longford's currently sitting on 14 points Dundalk are sitting on 28 
Aye. I'll, I'll fire through the table top to bottom. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Shamrock Rovers sitting top, 53 points, 25 played. Hmm. St. Pat's second, 50 points from 27. Hmm. Sligo, 42 points from 25. Derry City, 38 points from 26. Okay, goal Bo- difference by 22. Uh, Bohemians, 37 points from 24. I d- does my head in that there's so many differences in games played yeah um especially considering they they played on monday night and and won but again as as shite as it is uh that they're winning games it was fucking hilarious the manner in which they won against the sheep shaggers and any team that beats the sheep shaggers i'm 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 happy enough with and then we've got sixth place drocada 37 points from 27 games Seventh place is the Sheep Shaggers themselves, thirty-three points from twenty-seven games, mm-hmm. and down. Yeah, I suppose they're probably in the danger area as well. And then it's Waterford, twenty-nine points from twenty-seven games. They're drying up a wee bit. They were on a run. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was inevitable that they were going to dry up whenever they get to the likes of you know Shamrock Rovers, who have had nothing but help uh, trying to get over the line again. They won the league. And then you've got Dundalk, 28 points from 25 games, minus 8 goal difference, which is absolutely mental. And Longford, I don't even know what the point in them is this season, 14 points from 27 games, minus 29 goal difference, worse than Waterford, who were, who's under-19s, had to play a game and got spanked 7-1 or whatever it was. If Dundalk lose their next three games... They will have as many points as games played. Jesus. And it's it's not even a big if at the minute. That's some fall from grace. Holy shit. Ah, well, look. Not too upset about it. I heard a fact today, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. If you look at Rovers in the league and Longford in the league. Yeah. Longford have only been behind against Rovers for three minutes of football all season. Right. And they've lost all three games they played against them. Two ninety-fifth minute goals and a ninety-second or third minute goal is what that is. Rovers beat Longford by. Which sick. Mental, like you'd you'd be pulling your fucking hair out. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that other stat from when Higgins took over to now, we would be sitting second in the league. Which is also insane. Like uh, I know some of the performances haven't been great, but the the turnaround in in fortunes has been phenomenal. If you if you look at the games against Rovers in mm-hmm. particular, we were two 0 up in the Brandywell. Yeah, and threw that away, and we were one 0 up down Tala, and they scored that dodgy goal with a throw one. Oh yeah, I remember that now. So that's two. What's that? Two points and and three dropped. What were we behind them on that league table of Rory Higgins' reign? Uh, I suppose that'll do us, Mark. What do you reckon? Aye, time flies when you're having fun, huh? Um, Yeah, but uh, thank you very much for contributing to the this game the podcast. Hopefully we'll have you on again in uh, due course. D- well, that depends on listener feedback. I, I can't see myself coming back, you know. He'll <laughs> be like, he's fucking talking about wrestling. We got rid of the wrestling boy. And yeah, the, the, the only the only positive is you don't have a nose ring. So I mean, I mean, I can get one. 
Uh, no, that it was a positive that you don't have one. All right, so let's just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, right, we'll be back. Well, actually, I'll be back on Friday with a very, very special edition of the Skin Hill podcast. Uh, we're going to post the the Barry Malloy interview in its entirety. Uh, it's not going to be raw and unedited. There is some bits and pieces of shite that I do need to cut out. Uh, mostly from me. In fact, all from me. Um, but yeah, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be back on Friday morning, and, uh, after that we'll be back on, well, we'll be back actually, because we've no episode, or we've no game this week. The next time you hear this Game Hill podcast, it won't be with me. You'll have Darren and a very special guest then for that one, because I am off to Glasgow next weekend. So not the weekend coming, the following weekend, yeah. 24th, I'm off to Glasgow that weekend for a bit of work. Um, yeah, so you've got the delights of, of Darren and a, a very special guest, provided that special guest actually watches the fucking game. Thank you once again, Sean. Uh, but how do you not watch a derby? Like? I know, I know. It, it's, to be f- fair to Sean, like he's completely fallen off the wagon. Uh, this is a once proud Derry City fan, uh, was happy, more than happy to adopt a uh, Tyrone GAA jersey for his girlfriend through his girlfriend uh, and put it on and, and happily uh, watch and revel uh, Morrison in there um, there's a few words uh, of Joe Brawley's come to mind there triumph that man is an absolute disgrace <laughs> uh, very disappointed Sean go fuck yourself uh, anywho that's your final uh, one of the episode uh, we'll uh, we'll see you again or you'll hear us again in a couple of weeks time but until then Take care. Be good. See you after. Cheerio.